Slaves or friends? A slave is someone who does what he has to do. Because this is what's told to me. Or I feel like I have to do this out of necessity. And so we can see a slave just in a general sense. But I think that we actually experience slavery when those same words come to me. When, when I feel like I have to do something. So we could say that with like school, right? Like I have to do, I have to write this paper. Well, even just saying that, there's a burden to that. Which is very different than saying, I would like to write this paper because I want to pass this class, I want to learn this information and obtain this degree so that I can do these things. So I, I want to versus I have to. Can you, can you feel that? I think that's what makes the difference at the Newman Center here. People, like, people visit, everybody comes to see the Grand Canyon, right, and they come through here, and they're like, this is a special place. And, and I think what makes this kind of special is that everyone who's here doesn't have to be. That this is a church of free people. That I choose to come here. It's 9 o'clock, Sunday night. i got stuff to do. It's finals week. I choose to come here. That does something to us. It affects the way I, I interact with the world. It affects my energy. Um, yeah. And so it's this distinction that, that Jesus points out today. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. That Jesus doesn't just command us, but he reveals his heart to us. He doesn't tell us necessarily, he doesn't just tell us what to do, he tells us why. So that we can share in his life, so that we can share in his love. I was talking to somebody earlier today and they were talking about like relationships and just struggling, like, you know, I'm struggling with sexuality with the person I'm dating. And I know what the church teaches, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. you know, like, why? Why is that important? What do you want? Well, I know I'm supposed to. Father Matt doesn't want to hear that. I want to hear what you want. What do you want? Because what he wants is what's best for me. That love is to seek the good of the other for the sake of the other. So Jesus reveals his love for us. That he takes the suffering and pain. He enslaves himself to sin by free choice. So that we can be freed from the burden of sin and death. And so that we would know his love for us. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. That that's how Jesus sees us. A friend 
is one who cares about the other for their own sake. That to love a friend is I seek their good for their own sake. I think a lot of, every one of us, has experienced what is quote-unquote friendship but is not. That can we not recognize people around us the last year or many years who actually aren't seeking my good, but rather they're seeking what I can do for them? And doesn't that feel heavy? There's a burden like, you just, you just call me when you're lonely. You just want me to be in your group because you're just going to flake again and I'm going to have to do the whole thing so we can get an A. No, thank you. But Jesus shows us what true friendship is, that he seeks my good, that he spends himself for me. And we're reminded of that every Mass. I mean, obviously we see the crucifix, that in the Eucharist, that Jesus gives us his body and blood, he says, this is my body, which will be given up for you. And my job is to simply receive that gift. That there's nothing I have to do that's slavery. But I'm invited to receive that gift. That what, what Jesus desires with us, what God desires, is a relationship. And I think we can get so caught up in, well, but this happened, or I kind of fell into this sin, and gosh, I just feel really bad. And it's like, okay, you know, God knew that would happen. And the invitation is for me to turn back to that relationship, to his love that's been there the whole time. For me, this is like, uh, for many of you, this is the last lecture homily of the year, right? So, so this is like, I think, the culmination of that if you walk away with one thing this year, it's this. That what Jesus desires for me, with me, is friendship. And that friendship is not based on me doing certain things, but simply receiving what he wants to give me. That you and I were made for relationship. That's why we're drawn to relationship. But what that relationship is meant to do is to lead me back to the relationship that matters. The relationship that's eternal. And so maybe, maybe this year hasn't been the best year of relationship with God. It doesn't matter. What matters is right now that God reveals himself to Moses. He says his name is I am who am, which means I care about the present. I am a God of the present. And so every moment becomes an opportunity to turn to the God who's with me and allow myself to be with him. And, and so maybe, maybe we could even take a minute and do that for a second. That I invite you, if you would like to, to close your eyes, to take a breath, and call to mind an awareness that God is here. And those thoughts of what I didn't do, what I should have done, let's simply just kind of let go of those. 
Those thoughts of what I should do or what God wants me to do, let's let go of those. And allow ourselves to simply be with the God who is existence itself. That everything else can fade away for a second. And I can just take a breath and just be with the God who brought me into existence, who chose me, who doesn't desire me to do anything, but simply to be who I am, his child, and receive his love and peace. Because our God is a God of the present, he looks to the future always. And as you and I look to this summer, this summer has the potential to be the best summer we've ever had. Not because we make more money than ever, not because we accomplish more or travel further, But if I can just live more moments aware of God with me, if I can have the freedom to bring whatever's on my heart, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to him, that's liberating. That, that friendship, in friendship, we share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We tell them everything on our hearts. That's what God wants. He wants us to know that we can be there, that we can, I don't, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to do things because I have to. I want to be a friend of God. There's a, a story, perhaps legend, uh, about a priest who was celebrating his 50th anniversary of ordination. And for this occasion, suppose his friend was, rich, one of his friends was Richard Burton. And so he's, they're having this celebration, and everyone loves having Richard Burton there. And so they're asking him, hey, can you recite this from this movie and from this play? And so he's kind of going on and on. And, and then someone says, would you, would you recite Psalm 23? And he, he smiles, and he says, yeah, I know it. I'll, I'll do that. However, on the condition that the, the priest, Father, you who are celebrating your 50th anniversary, I... I'll do that first, and I'd like you to do that after. And the priest is like, okay, you know, not to disappoint the guests, right? So, so Richard Burton stands up, and he begins, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And, and he continues, and when he finishes, the whole room just erupts in applause. And he kind of looks over to the priest, and the priest stands up. And says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff to give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. And when he finished, there was silence. Someone leaned over to Richard and observed the contrast of response. And Richard smiled and said, I know the psalm, but he knows the shepherd. A degree, a position, a relationship, living a perfect life with perfect mass attendance, all that is for naught if we don't know the Lord of life, the one who holds us in existence, the one who thinks we are worth dying for, the one who invites us into friendship, never heavy-handed, never with guilt, never with shame, but with invitation, so that his joy might be in us and our joy might be complete.